Where is he? Where are you? Skull Rock. Uh, do you know it? Hey, everybody. It's Stacy. We are broadcasting live over at the Skull Rock Broadcast. I am joined by... Hello, I'm Megan. Welcome back to our show, our Stranger Things podcast. We're super excited to be here today, and we actually have a special guest. So we wanted to introduce you to our um, our first guest on the podcast. We're super excited. Today we have Kelly joining us, and Kelly runs the Instagram account Joe Curry Daily. Did I say that right? Yeah, I still say like the Joe because I just say that. So then I'm like, it's not, <laughs> it's Joe, but I say the Joe. So, but no, Joe Carey Daily. That works. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and we're so excited to talk to you today about Joe. And I guess that makes sense because it gives you like a little bit of a difference in your mind between the Joe and Joe. <laughs> yeah, I was like, let's make it a thing. Which, how is it pronounced? Is it the Joe? Or it's Joe. Just Joe. I think he said it's just Joe. Just but... Joe. The D is silent. <laughs> All right. Good to know. Oh, you mm-hmm. can like pronounce it in your head when you're thinking of it, right? <laughs> I was like, it's DJ O. Yeah. Okay, Stacy. But he's not a DJ. So, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I am such a huge fan of your account. I wanted to say that. Aww. And when I first made my account, you were like one of the first people I followed. And I remembered being a big fan of like the Polaroid edits that you make with Mm -hmm. like the Joe lyrics and the Taylor Swift lyrics. And obviously the music video that you made for End of Beginning is like my absolute favorite. And I post a lot about Steady, which I don't think you really like are into Steady, which is fine. But when you followed me back anyway, I was so excited and so honored. (laughs) That makes me so happy. Like just that's why I like to do it because like you meet people like even if you don't like share the same interest in the fandom like I like Stancy sorry guys I do it's okay but like I enjoy (laughs) I enjoy steady like they have the best fan art all that stuff so it's like it's fun to just like meet people and then you know now connecting over music which is awesome as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I like how, like you said, the interests overlap. So even mm-hmm. if we don't like the same ship, like that doesn't matter. We're still mm-hmm. big fans of Joe Keery and the music. Mm-hmm. So we're super excited mm-hmm. to talk to you about that today. Did you want to say anything else about either your account or introduce yourself? Well, I am currently in nursing school, which I don't know how I managed to do both, but I do really appreciate everyone that follows and like appreciates like the art that I make especially the Taylor Swift Joe stuff because that was like my thing and I was like people are gonna hate this but then it ended up kind of being funny because of him recording at Electric Lady the same day as Taylor Mm -hmm. I was like this is my brand I love this so it ended (laughs) up all working out so yeah that was like your crossover that those were the things that you really liked both of them Mm -hmm. and that he was ending up being asked about that on Jimmy Fallon and everything like that that was just so cool (laughs) oh my god I I take credit a little bit for that because I tweeted the tonight show and I was like you have to bring this up and they did and I was like I'm just gonna say that was me even though it probably wasn't (laughs) but I'll just say it was it was all you it was all you (laughs) I died I was like oh yes 
And I like how you on your account, I did know that you were in nursing school and you do share some more like personal stuff and and more creative things, too. And I think I, I try to do that with my mm-hmm. account a little bit, too, like bringing a little bit more of a personal side to it and connecting with people over it. No, I've always tried to do like both pictures, like updates and then like fan art edits because it just gives me more options of what I can post like on a daily basis because like it gets boring just posting like a picture every day. Like got to spice it up a little bit. May I just say your Snoopy edits I live for. I love Snoopy. (laughs) So whenever you had him dancing to Joe's music at the disco, I was like, I like this. I like it a lot. I love that. And good luck with nursing school. I know you're... Most outward respect for you, girl, because, you know, I've had a lot of family that have been sick, and I got to tell you, I would always tell them, like, the doctors are great, but the nurses, they're angels. So you guys put up with a lot, but Mm -hmm. greatly appreciated for all that you do. Thank you. Sometimes I'm like, why am I doing this? But then (laughs) I have, like, a nice patient or someone says something so nice. I'm like, okay. This is what I'm meant to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you shared, I think you shared it on your page the other day. And Stacy and I talk about kids at school all the time mm-hmm. with Stranger Things, but you had like a cute little interaction. I did. With a patient the other day. So I actually have on like my badge, I have um, like a sticker of Steve in his Scoops Ahoy outfit. And it was Love turned that. around and the kid was wearing like a Stranger Things shirt. And then they saw like my badge and they saw the sticker and they got really excited and started like talking my ear off and they started telling me all about how much they love Steve and how much they love Stranger Things and just that like little interaction was able to kind of calm them down so then Mm -hmm. I could give them their vaccines and they were just like so excited they were like oh my god I can't believe like you like Stranger Things that's so cool and I was like you don't even know you don't even know that you don't even know the tip of the iceberg yeah you don't even know that half of it, but it's cool. And then I was like, oh, do you know he makes music? And then they're like, what? <laughs> Let's jump in. What made you first a fan of Joe Keery originally? And then we want to definitely hear how you started getting into his music. Well, obviously, I started on Stranger Things uh, mm. way back in 2016. I love Steve. I thought he was great. I even liked him in the first season when everyone was like, oh, my God, he's terrible. I was like, what? Right? <laughs> I think he's great. I think he and then I went through like, you know, the show would be off and then I would be like, oh, whatever. And then season two came. Loved him. Loved Steve. Oh, but yeah. season three, that was it. It changed. I was like, OK, that was the turning point. <laughs> that was the turning point. I don't know if it was the sailor uniform or it was just the whole thing. (laughs) And then discovering his music just made it more like I was was like, okay, he's well-rounded. He's super talented. He's not just Steve. So it kind of was just this whole and then the music part kind of took over for me. We just think it's awesome that he does things that make him happy Mm -hmm. and just doesn't just kind of stay in that steve harrington role and do similar roles Mm -hmm. like he he does such creative projects when did his first album i guess did it come out in 2020 it's called 2020 um in 2019 i'm pretty sure 2019 but he wrote i think he said he worked on it for 
years. So it was a long project. Okay. So yeah, like from like 2016 on, he was working on it. And then his second album, Decide, came out in 2022? September 16th, it came out, 2022. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that like (laughs) the first album was the same year as season three and the second album was the same year as season four. And I think they both came out in September. Yeah. I remember when Decide came out. I was, it was Mm -hmm. like, there was some hype about it probably because I was following you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um, that's probably what got me excited about it. And I remember listening to it right away, Um, but I hadn't listened to 2020 very much. Mm -hmm. And I know Stacy, you said that you, haven't really listened to his first album at all yet. Yeah, like one or two songs, but uh, Decide, I kind of like discovered, thanks to you, Megan, and you, Kelly, because of your accounts, probably, I want to say like winter of last year, and Half-Life was the first song I ever listened to, and I was like, this man is so talented. He's got some pipes on him. Like, that is a Mm -hmm. really great voice, and the fact that he writes his own stuff, like, really talented. 2020 is so much different than Decide in the vibes mm-hmm. that they have. I actually prefer 2020. Oh, okay. Over Decide. I love Decide. Yeah. But 2020 is my absolute favorite. I own it on every vinyl variant. I own the original. Like, it's just, it's real authentic and really, like, you can really hear his vocals and you can kind of, there's a lot of mix of, like, yellow in there and you can hear, like, the mm-hmm. inspirations with other music. Listen to it, like, listen to it fully through. It's just, but the difference lyrically from 2020 to Decide is also really interesting, but that's a whole other thing you can get into. I love all the cool vocal stuff that he does, but you don't really hear him sing a ton Mm-mm. on Decide. And I'm end of beginning, and that's why I think I like it so much, is, like, the one song that you kind of hear a little bit more. Yeah lyrics and singing on i think you're right there's definitely more of that on 2020 so that's cool what is like your dream album of him to release like would you like it to be like a more of acoustic album would you like more of the same style of music what would you love to hear from him besides covering a taylor swift song which is my ultimate dream (laughs) that would be amazing Oh, and your Christmas album. Yep, you yep. Wanna... I want my Christmas song, and I'm going to ask about it every year because I want it. Um, I really hope that the what he's been working on in Electric Lady is more of like a like folky, acoustic kind of vibe, which is what I'm thinking it might be. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I kind of just think that that's kind of the direction that he might be going in. And I think that would be really, really good to hear and really different than what everyone's used to hearing from him. Kelly, what is your all-time favorite song of his? Oh, God. You can only pick one. One? Yeah. Um, uh, Temple Shangri-La is my favorite one. Because it's, so it, it's good. Yes. And it's got, it sounds a lot like ELO. And it's just, I love the lyrics. It's, that one is my top. And then End of Beginnings. Yeah. Second. But Temple's number one. Great choices. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good song. Yeah. He was in a band in college and things like that. Have you listened to a lot of Post Animal? I do have um, the vinyl that he did, the album he did with Post Animal. When I think of you in a castle, I do have that. I prefer 
their music and their sound more when he was in it. I just, that's mm-hmm. just, I have heard their stuff. I do still like follow, but I more so listen to like the songs that he did. Like Ralphie, that's a great one. He's does the vocals on that. Right, right. Which is, which is good. But mostly I kept with just the songs that he did. Yeah, I just thought that that was cool that he, I mean, he did music mm-hmm. around the same time that he was getting into acting also. And then mm-hmm. the way that both of those things have developed for him is cool. So Kelly, when do you think Kiri is going to be releasing another album? Definitely this year. Definitely. I'm not sure if it's going to be more like at the end, like he did with September or more so. And I think actually what I think is going to happen is going to be the same kind of thing with uh, Decide. Start like teasing in the summer, probably with a release in the fall. I could see that happening but depending on what he's able to get done now that he's filming yeah so i think he's probably going to be pretty busy this year with his filming schedule but hopefully like you said he will start teasing the new music because we know he's been working on it so Mm -hmm. i can see this year being a good prediction for that what would be your ideal tour to see him do or would you like to see him play more festivals or what are you thinking there? So I have beef with him in festivals because <laughs> I was supposed to see him at See Here Now, bought my tickets. I was so excited. And then he had to cancel because he was still in Italy filming. I cried at work at my on my lunch break, oh. everyone was like, what is wrong with you? I was like, you guys wouldn't understand. They're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but no, I definitely want to see kind of a smaller, because I think he's more comfortable with that, like a smaller yeah. kind of venue. Like in Philly, we have like the TLA, like those really small, like, yeah. And I'm going to get shit for this. 21 and older, please. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I couldn't agree anymore. 21 and older. Yep. <laughs> That's like my one thing, but very kind of like intimate, small kind of. And maybe not a full on, like everyone keeps saying Joe World Tour. I'm like, I don't think that's ever going to happen, really. I'm like, I, I love you all. I'm like, that's not going to happen. He'll do, he'll hit big cities for sure. Yeah. But that's probably what we'll get hopefully soon. I wish he yeah. would, would use just something like just a show it's been since Lollapalooza that he's performed wow I could see him doing something similar to the tour that Maya Hawk just did Mm -hmm. recently so I saw Maya perform at the 930 club in DC and that's a great I think that would be a great venue for Joe come to the 930 club (laughs) but also the theater of the living arts the TLA in Philly I love that venue and it's so Mm -hmm. small and intimate I would love to see him there. And he lives in New York now. So my like ideal tour would be like, you know, a little <laughs> East Coast tour. Yeah. Brooklyn shows. Yes. Philly. I like DC. that vibe. Yes. Boston. Mm-hmm. Just throw that in there. Yeah. Yes. He can go to Boston for Stacy. <laughs> yeah. Just a little East Coast tour. Yeah. Northern Virginia. You know, we've got lots yeah. of good venues. I was like, you can just hit those areas. Be great. That would be really cool if he would tour. We'll put that out in the universe. You're pretty good at that. I'm trying. (laughs) Like, I try. I'm like, please, just like one show, just one that I can get to. 
What would you say are some of his like influences musically? Musically, um, definitely electric light orchestra. He's talked about how he would love to collaborate with Jeff Lynne. You can especially on that's why I love Temp Pole so much, is if you listen to like the background and like the synths, it's very yellow, very like experimental. I know a lot of people said gloom kind of reminds him of like talking heads, but I feel like you can't put him into like a box because he kind of just does yeah. everything and it's really such a unique sound but you could see where he pulls inspiration from like 80s and then from like 70s and kind of just whatever goes on in his brain he kind of just throws it in and then it just comes out and it works I don't know how yeah yeah such a mesh of mm -hmm. different styles and vibes yeah and everything. oh for sure yeah I know he talked a little bit about music on the podcast that he did while he was living in mm. Calgary. Do you remember that podcast? I do. So was there anything that stood out to you from what he said on that podcast that you wanted to mention? Well, he did say how he was working a lot with his like acoustic guitar. Yeah. We did just get, do you think that the two songs that he released recently are going to be on a new album or they'll just be kind of like standalone tracks i think those were i think those are standalone tracks i don't even think those were they actually more went with decide i think because they were called like the d sides or whatever they didn't have anything to do i don't think with electric lady either because i think those had already been recorded um when he did decide so i think whatever they've been teasing even on the electric lady instagram is completely new okay yeah i mean i have a tattoo tell us about your tattoo because stacy loves tattoos i do not have any tattoos when did you get yours i got mine in the like this past summer um i think was it all july or august i went and it's the decide like eight ball i love that and then like my tattoo artist who i love she drew like flowers around it and all this awesome stuff which i love but I was supposed to get handwritten lyrics and when he was supposed to do that con in Telford, my friend was going to, that didn't work out either. So hopefully. <laughs> I think that would look amazing. Now, where do you have the Decide 8-Ball on you? Um, it's on my ribs on my side. That's awesome. Oh mm -hmm. my God. How long did it take? Oh, like two hours. Wow. You're a trooper. Ribs. Yeah. I was like, this is awful. Never again. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other tattoos? I think I have four, 14. I have um, I have Taylor Swift lyrics. Love that. Uh, Snoopy as a unicorn. Oh. I have my mom's handwriting on my arm. Which I is love cool. that. Um, but yeah, I have I have a ton of just really weird. I have Dwight from The Office on my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why you are the best. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you even know how many tattoos you have, Stacey? Oh, uh, God, like 47, 48. <laughs> Holy crap. Now. Yeah, you guys are making me have tattoo envy for sure. One of us. One of us. <laughs>
I kind of am bummed that I missed his like active on social media era mm-hmm. because I kind of became a bigger fan like mm-hmm. after he sort of got off of social media, which I completely understand and respect that decision mm-hmm. for sure. But I think it was probably a fun time to be a fan. Glorious. But I yeah. think too, like now it's a little bit more exciting because like those random times where he was on and like watching people's stories or whatever, like everybody freaks out and gets so excited because it's like it doesn't mm-hmm. happen yeah like back around the season two season three era even his handle was different you know just kind of being a goofball and then i i like and respect that he's putting the band first mm-hmm. and kind of like you said keeping things a mystery and a tease mm-hmm. and really promoting his craft but the few times he does view people's stories or engages and stuff it's really cool. And didn't you say he actually responded to something that you wrote, like asking him about one of his songs? What what happened there? Oh, on his Reddit AMA, which he did. He did that for 2020, and then he did it for Decide, which was awesome. That's so cool. The, what was crazy, though, was the amount of people from when he did the one from 2020 to Decide was insane. Like, the growth was just massive. Like, nobody knew about him when he did 2020 like nobody so when decide came out people still were like what but they kind of started to figure out it was him but i had asked him a question um he wrote one of my other favorite songs is on and on and it's about you know how he's on his phone he scrolls and he talks about how you know he has to kind of get away because he lives in his phone there's so much going on and he had this line that was like, our families in our thoughts, my heart goes out to you, say a prayer, light a digital candle, and then scroll away. And I said that I loved that lyric because being a healthcare worker during the pandemic, a lot of it was, you know, online. People were like, oh, we're so thankful for you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for, you know, being in the front lines. And then a couple years later, it's like, we don't want to listen to you. Screw you. We don't want to wear a mask. And he kind of explained the meaning of the lyric and then thanked me for being a healthcare worker. And I'm pretty sure I cried. It was just, it was a really special like moment. And that like, he didn't have to say that. And I thought that was really sweet that he acknowledged that and thanked me. That's so amazing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and he was like he stayed and did that M- um, AMA for like three hours and I've never seen anything like that before and it was if you ever have a chance to kind of go back and read through it like sometimes he gives these real serious answers and then he gives just I can't even like talks about a basil plant yeah <laughs> but it, if you have a chance to read it it's it's fun it, it's a good time I definitely want to read that at mm-hmm. some point it's on Reddit. Can you like send me a link to it? Yeah, it's on the Indie Heads Reddit, so I'll send the link. But it's a, uh, it's pretty, it's good, it's fun. Yeah, we can post it in our stories for the podcast mm-hmm. too, in case anybody else wants to check that out. But anything else that you wanted to mention about his music? Well, I did have something cool that I wanted to share. Um, when all the vinyls came out, he actually did design all of them. They were all his idea. So all of them were his. That's oh, wow. so cool. So every one, all the different looks, that was all him. He picked them out, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, awesome. That's, he's so creative. Obviously, we all kind of discovered Joe through Stranger mm-hmm. Things. Um, can you tell us, like, at least 
in your eyes, what makes the character of Steve Harrington so likable and lovable and why he's such a popular character? Like I said, I enjoyed him in the first season as the 80s jock kind of jerk. I thought he was great, but when he comes back and he does that move with the bat and he like swings me, I was like, okay. But then in the second season, you kind of see, you know, a different side when, you know, they break up him and Nancy and then he's with Dustin and that there was just gold and he he's funny. But just the way that he interacts with, you know, the, the group and the kids and then just how he is so protective of them and so like willing to put his own life in danger to protect them. It was really awesome to see that growth and then obviously you know that was what started the whole he's the mom like when he's got the towel over his shoulder and he's like no no like and I don't know if it's just how Joe plays it but it just worked and then season three Scoops Ahoy Steve is just he's just a mess he's chaotic (laughs) yeah I don't care about (laughs) Tina in the best way the best (laughs) it's just that sold it like that was when I think I mean, he always was a fan favorite, but I think that was kind of like, okay, he's going to be the one that people really remember. Not saying that all the characters aren't memorable, but he's kind of set apart. Yeah. And we've talked about how I think the writers do a good job of giving him that material, but Joe Keery is the one that really, like you said, plays Mm -hmm. it up and his acting just is so believable. And I agree with season two. Like, he gets a little bit of a hero moment at the end of season Mm -hmm. one, but, like, in the junkyard with, like, Dustin and Max. And and I think, does Dustin say, like, he's awesome? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that was just, like, definitely a moment Mm -hmm. there in season two of, like you said, just so brave and heroic to kind of just stand up to these monsters to protect the kids. Yeah, for sure. And then being like that in the episode of the Halloween with Nancy, like how, you know, any normal teenage boy would not be able to handle seeing their ex with someone new, but also still having that respect and that kindness just kind of shows that he always kind of cared about the people in his life. And if it didn't work out and it hurt him, it was okay because like, he understood like why certain things had to happen, which I enjoyed. Yeah. He's such a good person in, even in that love triangle Mm -hmm. relationship. Like, yes, he gets angry at Jonathan in season one, but I think it's justified to Mm -hmm. some extent. Mm -hmm. And then being so understanding and buying him a new camera at the end of season Mm -hmm. one. And then, basically just letting things go when they she starts to like pull away from him in season mm-hmm. two and yeah it's believable because joe Carey plays it in a believable mm-hmm. way but Absolutely. it's like i don't know that there's really no. like real no. yeah find me yeah, one of those <laughs> but i think his scene with maya in season three when she comes out yeah and his reaction and how like he stops and kind of you know registers what she's saying takes it in but then immediately can sense that she's, you know, like, oh, my God, what did I just do? And then starts, like, making fun of Cammie Thompson. Like, that. And then to bring her back in season four was, I love that. That made, I died. Yeah, that was that, amazing. That was a really great comedic uh-huh. moment in season four when Tammy comes in. Yeah, Maya and 
Joe provide such good, like their comedic relief, but in such an emotional yeah. way, some of those scenes and, and yeah, her singing at the assembly. Mm-hmm. That was told you. Muffet. So predictions of what's going to happen. Oh God. In season five. <laughs> so I truly think that nobody can kill him. I just think that they like Joe too much that they, that Steve is, he'll make it. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be smooth sailing. I think it's going to be rough. I don't know what they're going to do with the love triangle, what aspect that's taking, but I'm hoping he has his happy ending. Mm. Cause if not, yeah, I will need Netflix and the Duffers to pay for my therapy bill. <laughs> Cause I can't imagine Steve not having a happy ending, whatever that may look like for him. Yeah. I think that's really funny that you say that. Cause I've never really thought about that, but you're right. I feel like it's so funny that, nobody can kill joe keery but like everybody kills joseph Quinn. <laughs> yep. <laughs> do you want to talk a little bit more about fargo i loved fargo okay so spoilers yeah spoilers for fargo he was so great so great mm-hmm. especially the last couple episodes i mean he was great the whole show he went from like just But even as, like, the douchebag, I was like, do I really hate him? Am I supposed to? I get it. Like, he sucks. Mm -hmm. But, like, I can't help it because it's Joe. And I have this theory, and I'm probably wrong. I have a theory that whoever was, if it wasn't Joe, I don't think Gator would have had a redemption arc Mm -hmm. written. I think that, I think the same thing. I think they met him. He played Gator. He gave him a lot of layers and kind of that vulnerability that necessarily wasn't written and they're like okay so maybe we can give him a redemption yeah which because i was like there's no way this guy was not gonna like die like everybody was like no way no way but Mm -hmm. he somehow lived you know didn't get to like have his eyes but he got to live yeah i mean i think that was like a fair trade Like, I screamed at that. I have this weird thing with my eyes. Mm-hmm. I think everybody yeah. does, low-key. And I kept seeing, like, previews and stuff, and I was avoiding spoilers. But just even at the beginning when they did the teaser trailer before the show even aired, mm-hmm. I saw him with that bloody bandage around his eyes mm-hmm. and the rope around his neck, mm-hmm. and I went, wait a second. And his acting thing in that last episode, just the little, like, moans and whimpers of pain trying to find his way through the tunnel yeah and i think what really sold me and i'm sure you guys agree is that final scene with dot when he's asking like did you really see my mom will you come and visit Mm -hmm. me my heart broke but i was so happy to see that moment between them after that epic journey they went Mm -hmm. on you know yeah yeah i mean even from the first moment that you saw them interact she did not she was not like angry at him she was like disappointed in him Mm -hmm. but not surprised because of who his father is but she she wasn't angry at him so i think that's why as the viewer you had a hard time being angry at him because she as the protagonist 
was not angry at him. So it was like, well, if she doesn't hate him and she's not angry at him, it's hard for us to feel that way about him. So I think that it's very interesting of a prediction that maybe he would have died if not for Joe Keery, because I think that's what was supposed to happen with Steve Harrington, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Juno were great. They were great together. Yeah. I loved the scene in like where she's like, you know, locked up and chained and he goes in to see her. And at first she kind of is talking to him in the more motherly way about how mm-hmm. she saw his mom and how, you know, they can get out together. And then when he doesn't accept and her whole kind of like tone and her body language changes and she lays on the bed, kind of almost like an older sister. And then her yeah. like accent kind of drops. And she starts talking crap about how his dad never wanted him. He doesn't want him to have his name. Like, I thought that was kind of showed the really complex dynamic that they obviously had where she once was kind of like a sister. Yeah. And then became a motherly figure. So how crazy that must be for somebody to have to live through. That was so interesting because it was intentional. Like she wanted him to leave. So she changed her demeanor and him be- to him because she knew how to press his buttons and she knew exactly what to say to get him angry enough to leave. And that's what she did. Like that's how I watched the scene at mm-hmm. least. Like, yeah. yeah. Because it was almost that wasn't really how she wanted to be talking to him, but she knew mm-hmm. that that's how she needed to talk to him. To get him to do what she wanted him to do, which was mm-hmm. leave. And she's for sure baking him cookies and visiting every month. Like, mm-hmm. there's no question. Like, I think people wanted to see that. But I was like, we didn't need to see it. Like, there was no yeah. question that that was going to happen. That was just who she was. Um, it was also interesting to see that parallel of him, like, tied to the chair and being tortured. Because that was also... <laughs> I'm strange. I work for Scoops Ahoy. <laughs> what is your favorite Joe merch? My socks. My Joe socks. The jocks. All I wanted. Oh, those are, are the awesome. That's all yes. I wanted. Yeah. You have a bunch of other stuff too, though. I have. Oh, yeah. I have all the vinyls. Okay. The sweatshirt. I have it all. The snow. I have the ornament, the decide eight ball. I kind of like, I have the. The signed poster that they did last Christmas. I have a problem. I just kind of just swipe. But I <laughs> I like merch. I like Taylor Swift yeah. merch too. So yeah, I have. I really liked all his new stuff he released as well. It was awesome. Yeah. Do you have any Steve Harrington merch? I do. I have Funko Pops. Nice. And I have, I have a Steve Harrington shirt that I love. Um, one of those like 90s graphics ones. Yeah. yeah I wear that yeah. all the time. I What's your it. favorite Funko Pop? I have the Steve with the glasses and the yellow glove. I like that one. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. I love it. My friend sent it to me for my birthday because I couldn't find it. I was like, yes, love it. (laughs) Oh, well, Kelly, it was so fun talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. And hopefully we'll talk to you soon. And again, thanks for being here. Thank you. And I will love to come back. Awesome. That would be great. Thanks for being our first guest. (laughs) Thanks, guys. So much fun. Yeah, Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was great. She was adorable. <laughs>
So filming updates. We have a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. We have not recorded for two weeks and so much has happened in the past <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> I mean, we've gotten so much. So last time, last episode, when we did filming updates, I mentioned that they typically historically release some sort of photo or video for the table read and just confirm that production has begin begun. And we got that. So that was that cool black and white picture. There were so many people there. So let's talk about like who was in that picture, who wasn't in that picture, and kind of any surprises there. Were you surprised to see anyone in that picture, Stacey? Um, I thought it was cool that they had Linda Hamilton in it because we know mm -hmm. that she's going to be playing a role. We're just not too sure what it's going to be. Yep. I think the character of Vicky is going to be playing a bigger role. So it was kind of cool to see her in the photo. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. A lot of people were saying, like, oh, the way that they were seated, there's a reason behind it. Hmm. I, yeah, I could kind of see it, like, a little bit, but I wasn't thinking that much into it. But overall, I thought Vicky's obviously going to be having a larger part. And, you know, I'm sure everybody was squinting trying to see if Joseph Quinn was hiding underneath a coffee table or something. But yeah, yeah. I loved everybody who was saying, oh, Joseph Quinn was taking the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't too surprised by everyone that was there. And also, I mean, just because they're not in the picture doesn't necessarily mean they're not returning. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they want to keep some things a surprise. So we'll see. I'm not reading too much into the picture. But I thought it was interesting, like you said, that the, the seating arrangement. So... Was Linda Hamilton kind of sitting with, like, the other adults? She was sitting near, actually, Jamie in the back. Oh, so yeah. maybe something behind that. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. And that was the official notification that production of season five had begun. But then Ross Duffer has been sharing pretty much every week, if not yep. more, sort of an update. So his very first photo that he shared from set was of uh, Joe Keery and Maya Hawk in, we assume, in costume for yep. Steve and Robin. And that was a really fun picture. I've gotten like 500 new followers from that picture alone. Like, I don't know why that picture <laughs> just blew up the way it did on my account. I know we were already kind of like looking at some of the details in that picture Oh, with yeah. like Steve's shoes um, because it was a little slideshow of pictures. So there was the picture of Joe and Maya and then there were some other pictures of like the set. I noticed like a poster, a book, Steve's shoes. So people have definitely been like dissecting all of those little things. And we are thinking potentially 1989 could be the year that the season is taking place in. yeah it's a little up in the air right now because you know us really hardcore fans we're trying anything we can to figure it out there's a rumor for a while it was going to be winter of 87 and the little like photos and hints that we've been getting like there was a Haley's comet bumper sticker which i guess mm -hmm. was through 86 to 87 but it looks like an older bumper sticker then there was a photo that i got guess got debunked 
it showed photos from 1989 and somebody was like no that's not from the stranger things set yeah but i'm feeling if i had to lean towards anything especially and i know i'm jumping ahead a little bit we did see leaked photos of finn and millie her hair looks longer so if i was yep. a gambling gal i would say 88 or 89 at least but who knows at this point you know yeah exactly so we do want to also preface this that sometimes filming updates could potentially be spoilery yep especially because we're gonna stick mostly to talking about things that raw stuffer and netflix and stranger things have hosted but there are things coming out that are sort of like paparazzi taking pictures and so for example Ross Stuffer posted a picture of Dustin or of Gaten as yeah. Dustin and he's in costume he is wearing a Hellfire Club shirt he's making the like double horns symbol that Eddie made in yeah. the cafeteria and sticking his tongue out so that iconic like Eddie Munson pose and the caption that Ross put on it was Hellfire lives <laughs> and then I'm sure people have probably seen the leaked photos that go along yeah. with that photo, but he was in a location that I'm not going to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to find it out and you don't haven't seen it, I'm sure you can find it pretty easily. But that was a little tough. And I don't know because was it real? Was it an edited photo? Like, is oh, it the, the Duffer thing. Brothers playing with us? Like, we, yeah. we, we don't know. So... It could be a spoiler. It could be not a spoiler. It could be confirmation of something that has happened. We don't know. So there's really no Nothing way to know. Nothing is set in stone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then same thing with there's been photos leaked of like set locations. So it looks like they're filming at the lab again. It looks like they're definitely filming at the high school again. And the leaked photos of... Well, they're, again, Ross Duffer shared a photo, but it was their backs. But you could pretty much tell that it was Finn and Millie. Yeah. There was a third person that were very torn on whether or not it was <laughs> Joe Keery or whether it was one of the Duffer brothers. But I don't know. I'm leaning more towards the Duffer brother. Um, yeah. Because Joe Keery was very busy last week, <laughs> like mm-hmm. elsewhere. So I'm, I'm, I have a feeling he wasn't on set last week. He was at award shows and things like that. I don't know. It could have been him. But then there were leaked photos of Finn and Millie. It looked like they were filming a scene, which mm-hmm. again, we don't know what they were doing. Maybe they were rehearsing. There was a photo leaked of um, David Harbour. Yep. On that same location, we have seen a leaked photo of Winona Ryder, but again, we don't really have any context for any of this stuff. I think even the location where they were, you called it, though, from Ross Duffer's photos. I did. I'm I'm a freak, guys. Literally, I will like zoom in and I can try to figure it out. And the photos that Ross first posted last Tuesday which the first one being Joe and Maya, I started looking at the set and I went, that's a radio station. And I went, oh my God. Now this is just my guess. I went, wouldn't it be awesome if that's Robin (laughs) and Steve's new job? They're DJs. And 
I right away texted Megan. I was like, I think this is a radio station. And the more you kind of look at the photos, the more you're like, yeah, it kind of looks like it. And then it ended up being revealed and it looks a little worn down. So it might not be an active radio station. It could be a hangout for all we know. But yeah. a radio station is a filming location. So interesting. My kind of like feeling about that whole situation is I feel like it's going to be sort of an apocalyptic vibe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But like I feel like you're the pro on like the 80s movies and things like yeah. that. But are there like apocalyptic 80s movies? Like, I mean, there's a few. I mean, there was a few that go like way on the other side of the spectrum, like Road Warrior, Mad Max and stuff like that. Uh, Radioactive Dreams, uh, Red Dawn, sort of, if you think of it that way. So okay. the photos that we're showing at the high school, I'm like, you know, and mind you, some of them were leaked. Some of them were photos of the actual location. A bunch of people were like, there was a massive earthquake. Like, we don't know how much time has passed, but would they really be attending school still? So I'm like, yeah, that's a good question, actually. And I'm like, I think time has passed, but at the same token, maybe they're not in school because the the sets that we're seeing, everything looks really run down. Yeah. So I think you might be on the nose with that, Megan. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I mean, the, the, the one guy was wearing the... Um his like letterman jacket which you would think that i don't know he wouldn't really be wearing that <laughs> just around town but i guess he probably would <laughs> um yeah so but I, I was thinking it could be that they needed this radio to contact you know help because of the apocalypse happening and maybe steve and robin are kind of the ones that are like manning the radio because they be don't awesome. have to go to school i don't know some that was just kind of like what i like based on your idea that that was their new job like maybe not like a job job but like maybe yeah. that is like you said their hangout and what they kind of do is like either just man the radio to try to contact help or like broadcast news to the area um who knows we'll see but it's yeah. really fun to see all of these things that raw stuffer is sharing and also the leaked things as well you know we're gonna try not to spoil anything major like we said especially i'm sure everybody's seen it but we're not gonna say it the photo with dustin i i still have faith we'll see but i'm really interested to see because i actually rewatched the piggyback i think two nights ago and I re-listened to that whole speech that Steve gives Nancy about how he used to crawl backwards. And we all know, because the first taste the we got to season five is the crawl. the crawl. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, that can mean eight different things. But that somehow like flagged something into my head and went, the crawl. Hmm. I wonder what that means. So, you know, just think of how far we've gotten, guys. I think that title got released last spring or winter. So we've come a long way now that now they're actively filming. We're seeing things. But um, just the way you got to look at it is don't panic. You know, trust the duffers. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure whatever route they're going to go, whatever year they're going to go with, whatever direction, it's going to work. Yeah, it's all going to fit together. And I'm sure there's going to be like clues, like you said, of certain things that they were already setting up for in season four. And that 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 speech was like a little weird you know like thank you i mean 
I don't know that like somebody would really talk about crawling backwards. Like, I'd be I don't like, know. we're in a different dimension. What the hell are you talking about? That'd be me. Right, right. And this so... guy's pouring his heart out to me, telling me that he wants to have six children with me. I'd be like, what the F is the matter with you? That'd be me. Yeah, so I feel like there was a reason that they put yeah. that in there. So maybe there is a connection there. There's going to literally be a scene of Joe Carey on his hands and knees moving backwards <laughs> as Vecna is trying to, like, cut his head off. Yeah, I but, like, going backwards, like, like time travel going backwards, too. Ooh. I always keep bringing that time travel, like, into it. So. We know that meant something, so, yeah. All right. Well, that's it for today, guys. We really appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on social media. The podcast is Skull Rock Broadcast. You can follow me at Steady Stories, Stacy at Stay Still Reviews. Follow us on social media. Let us know what you think about the show. Let us know if there's any other topics you would like us to discuss any other suggestions for guests that we could have on the podcast we are open to all of that yeah so we are signing off over and out I was going to say, I'll start. <laughs> okay, right, here we go. It. And we're back. Hey, guys. We're this back. Is our... What did you call it last time? It was so good. It was our secret steady segment. Segment. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> All things fan fiction, if you are interested in listening to, if this isn't your thing, no worries. But uh, we wanted to definitely update you guys on some of the stories that we have been reading and talking about. And uh, Megan, you are wonderful enough to actually um, recommend two stories to me. One I'm almost done, which is I think we should kiss like normal people. Oh my God. Yeah. By Onion Shiver. So are you loving it? It is so goddamn good. I am probably yeah. almost done the last chapter. But I was, you know, I had time on my hands. And unfortunately, guys came down with a really bad head cold. So I've been kind of laid up on the sofa for a lot. And I was like, well, let me look at this. It is so well written. So good. The smut yeah. is just perfect. But I really <laughs> yes. love basically like how almost like codependent they become with each other. Yeah, I think Onion Chiver writes a lot of codependent steady, which, oh my gosh, it's so, like, unhealthy sometimes, but it's, mm -hmm. like, so fun to read. <laughs> right? Like, just, you know, they, I'm sure, you know, from the last episode, Megan explained it's after the events of season four, they kind of help each other, both on separate occasions, heal up, and then they all end up move to San Francisco, and mm -hmm. there's just a moment I think that's in the first chapter where Eddie's like, well, I'm going to get a job at a record store. And Steve, like, has a panic attack because he's so yeah. used to Eddie being consistently in his life. And like Megan said, the kind of unhealthy but 
so good to read codependence that they have on each other that this author writes the same thing was in their most famous story you're divine when yeah the character steve has to go out and he actually realizes i don't like being out of my house and away from eddie you know right but yeah. I am enjoying the hell out of this story, Megan. Thank you for recommending it. Yeah, you're welcome. I think it's so cool. I read Your Divine first also, yeah. obviously, but th they wrote this before Your Divine. But oh. there's like some some things that you can see they kind of took it to the next level with mm -hmm. Your Divine <laughs> with some of the stuff. It's a, a similar relationship that Steve yeah. and Eddie have in this fic and in Your Divine, but in your divine like eddie is actually like a monster because he needs to you know have blood to survive he's like a vampire <laughs> but in this one there is a lot of those like themes of like thinking that you're a monster and like things like that so it's like you could see how they like the evolution of like how they took that to the next level with your divine so i thought that was really cool so so good now did you finish it or I just finished it today. Ooh. I had taken a break because I just wasn't reading a lot. And I, the last couple of days, finished it up. And then I was like, oh, I think Stacey's done. I need to finish it up. So I read like the last couple of like pages in air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not really pages. But yeah, I read the last little bit today. And yeah, happy, happy, happy ending, of course. Um, <laughs> you've got to have a happy ending. I don't really read fix that don't have happy endings. <laughs> that story, incredibly good. I think I'm definitely going to try to read more of their stuff because that writer's so, so, I don't know, talented with their words. Absolutely super talented. And they're, they just write beautiful sentences. <laughs> like, right? I don't know how, how to, like, describe it. They're just, the way they put words together is just beautiful. Yeah. They have nicknames for each other, just like in oh, Your Divine. Yeah. Yep. Isn't it Starlight and Snow Day? I mean, Starshine and Snow Day. So cute. And you'll yeah. understand if you read the story why they call each other that. But I'm like, Eddie would give Steve a nickname. I mean, he did call him, you know, Big Boy. So <laughs> <laughs> No, and it's so funny because I... I don't know. I didn't necessarily do this intentionally, but if you would like to read them in the correct like seasons, I read Your Divine in like not this past October, the October before that. But it's very like, you know, it's a good story for like Halloween, October mm. time because it's like vampire monster. Uh, Blackout Days, Fairground Nights is like i read it in the summer oh God, like because it that and that was like the great a great vibe for it because they go to like a fair at one point that's not like a huge part of the story but they do go to a fair and i just read this one literally on a snow day so <laughs> yeah i read them all at like the perfect seasonal time i think so that was funny you said you also listened to the most remarkable thing it's so funny because when you were describing the fit to me i'm like going yeah, yeah that sounds good wow and then literally i re-listened to our episode and i'm listening to it and i go i've heard this fic before i know I yeah have. i had a feeling you probably had um it's hard to remember all of the ones that we've read though, yeah we've so. read like thousands at this point but no yeah. that's an incredible story i do agree one of the best eddie rockstar ones 
um, very well done with the Rolling Stone articles and stuff. Really, really did like that one. And I'm a big fan of listening to Podfix when I'm driving, especially if I have a long trip. So that yeah, was one that took me a few days to listen to. I believe it was like last summer that I listened to it. But that's one I, I agree with Megan. I highly recommend. Yeah. I have a Podfix to recommend. Okay. So it's called I Want to Kiss You, But I Want It Too Much. And it's just under two hours, so it's not a long story. I don't know how to pronounce the author of the fic, but the person who made the pod fic is How Old Are We? And I loved it. It's all told through outsiders' points of view, which was really cool. And there's five, I think, outsider points of view. And I'll tell you three of them, Robin, Wayne, and Will. There's a couple other ones that I won't like spoil but it is absolutely beautiful you like see the relationship kind of developing through these like outsiders eyes and I I just loved it so much and it spans like a pretty long time period too which was cool because you got to see them later on and I highly recommend it highly recommend the pod fix so that one that one will be a good one for your commute love that and like I said, I fit. I just finally finished. Um, we should just kiss, and that was beautiful. Yeah, I've been reading little one shots here and there, but I did want to mention something else. I know we've talked a lot about a bunch of different fix on the podcast so far. This is our fifth episode, and I'm not really putting the links in our show notes or anything like that. But I wanted to try to figure out a way to have all of the fix somewhere for people if they're trying to find the ones that we've mentioned Mm -hmm. so i did start a bookmark collection on ao3 so i'm gonna i need to like finish it up and add a couple more of the fix that we've talked about but that way people can just get linked to that collection and then you'll be able to scroll through all the ones that we've mentioned and you can always like filter within a collection too so if you're looking for a specific thing you could use the filter tool which i am obsessed with the filter tool on ao3 Mm -hmm. like i think it's so great because you can kind of like really find exactly what you're looking for what kind of thing you want to read like if you want to read steve harrington needs a hug like that's one of my (laughs) favorite tags Uh, you can also exclude things so if you don't like certain background characters or background pairings or trigger warnings like you can exclude things when mm-hmm. you're sorting through fix too so those are the two things i wanted to mention our bookmark collection and also just a shout out for the the tagging and filter feature on air3 because it's so great to just be able to like narrow down exactly what exactly. you're looking for and we have so much steady fic that you can pretty much find anything that you want to read. Mm-hmm. Anything. I did want to tell you that um, I did get to read, get to start. Um, they should send us to prison for being jerks. And I love it so much just because it's a modern AU. It's really, really cute. You know, perfect balance of smut and, you know, kind of like them falling for each other. And like you said, it reminded me so much of kind of being in the same realm as Sneaky Link by yes, Morningberries. Our favorite. Um, oh my God. Yeah. And again, shout out Morningberries. We 
<laughs> we know they're listening. <laughs> yep. It's so fun to um, have some of our favorite fanfic authors and writers listening to our podcast. So if that's you, thank you thank so you. much. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> yeah. A Morning Berries. I think that was one of the first authors I ever recommended to you. It was at the Fan Expo in Philly. At yeah, Fan we Expo. talked about them for a while. Yep. I was like, have you ever read The Many Ways to Say I Love You? And I was like, literally one of my all-time favorites. And every single story of theirs is a hit. And yeah. this new one, Sneaky Link, like whenever they update, we instantly text each other. We're like, new Sneaky Link update. So yeah. it's just yeah. been incredible. So- the past the past couple of weeks we've gotten a couple of new chapters and they were both so good. Yeah, we will be excited for the last few chapters. It's kind of coming to an end soon, I think, which we'll be so sad about. But then I'm sure they'll work on something else that we'll love also. Absolutely. So I think we are finished for today. Thank you again for listening, everyone. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Over and out. Over and out. Thank you.